Welcome, Kryptonians. Tonight, a daughter loses her mother to Brainiac. A rankless citizen is gunned down by the Sagittari. And we have a very special guest on the show tonight. This is the Krypton After Show. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. This is epic for you to come in like this. <laughs> my, my cape's blowing in the wind. That's what that. That's. Whoa, oh, look at wow, that! Whoa. I actually just went back to China and came back. That was that impressive. Was, that was fast. How was it over there? It was cool. Good. I mean, <laughs> as far as they can be. Welcome everybody to Krypton After Show. Hello, everybody. My name is Anthony Becerra, and with me I have... Hi, guys. It's Candice Cruz. And also, we have a very special guest here. We have Corey Trench in the house. Happy to be here. Yeah. Happy to have you. You guys match. I didn't get the memo. Yeah, what's up? I'm sorry. Get your super gear on. You know what? I'll I'll be the incognito. You can have my Clark Here, there we go. Perfect. You have a good Lana Lang going right now. Yeah, see? Look at that, guys. (laughs) I like this. There you go. Yeah, it's, yeah, a good, yeah. it's a good look, right? Yeah, sure. I like it. I yeah, it. sure. All right, so let's get into, <laughs> let's get into this episode. Such um, a good episode. So real quick, yes. so we're doing Krypton episode three, and it was the Rankless Initiative. Mm. Okay, so so real quick, just uh, how we're gonna break down this show for you. We're gonna do the interview with Corey. When and after we're gonna go right into the raid on the Rankless, and then after we're gonna we're gonna follow up on Seg's hunt for the parasitic Sentry. Uh, and um, we're going to discuss, uh, if we have time, some news and gossip as well, our special uh, segment, the Character Corner. And finally, we're going to wrap out with some predictions. Um, so, yeah, so let's just get into it right now. So, Corey, you yes. are a an assistant editor on the show. That's correct. You worked on four episodes. Can you briefly go over which ones? I did. Yes, I did. Um, so I worked on the pilot episode 104 that premieres next week. Nice. Seven and the finale, which is going to be... Pretty epic. Dun, dun, dun. No, I'm, really I'm so excited. I'm really excited about that one. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, I can't wait. Ten episodes, se- ten episode season. Uh, we're barely on the third, so it's good. We got seven yeah. more weeks. Ooh, yes, can't wait. All right, so for those uh, watching and don't know exactly what an assistant editor does, can you please uh, enlighten them? Yeah, so an assistant editor, um, you know, they assist the editor, and what that entails is, you know, when we get all the footage in from Belfast, because that's mm-hmm. where we shoot. Mm-hmm. We have to organize it all in Avid. That's what we use to cut. Okay. And so all the footage makes sense to the editor, so that they got all their clips. It's all in a bin, organized in such a way where they can just start cutting. And so once the assembly's done, the editor's assembly is done, we go in and we do all the sound effects. And it's all temporary, because our sound team replaces everything later. But mm-hmm. when you're playing a rough cut back for producers, directors, and for the studio, it's got to sound like a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got it's got it's got to sound like it's gonna sound when it airs. So you, we do everything. We do all the crowd sound effects, the laser Ooh. sound effects, skimmers okay. flying through the air, and stuff like that. So yeah, and there's a lot of work with that. And then um, when we're done with that, like the delivery aspects of the show, like we're pr- prepping everything for all the visual effects houses. We're prepping everything for it to be color corrected and sound mixed, mm-hmm. and archiving everything at the end. So, okay. Yeah. It's a huge team effort. It is. Yeah. It is. There's a lot of people involved on the show. 
Sure. Yeah, so it sounds like you're like the unsung heroes for like the preparation before things get yeah. shipped out to get that final touch on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm very much Clark Kent. <laughs> hey, you wear the glasses? Oh, you yeah, have glasses? I have, I have glasses. <laughs> but, but when it's time, like when there's a problem, they come off and then. That's what, yeah, that's what you go. Go. Oh, you right. gotta save the day, you know? Awesome. <laughs> well, I mean, you said that you have been a huge Superman fan throughout your entire life. Yes. What is it like working? On this show, it's a dream come true. Honestly, oh. I've been I've been a fan since I was two years old. If you go to my Twitter, like I have a picture where my mom made me the costume. Oh, she, she did the, she did the, the literally like the the shirt and the cape, like because you couldn't buy that stuff like right. at Target or something like nowadays. Like kids are so spoiled, they get all. They can be Batman, <laughs> they can be Superman, they can be whoever they want to be. But back then, you know, my mom made all that stuff, and then you know, I read the comics, watched all the movies. Mm. So when this came along, I was like. Like I'm in. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! For sure. Yeah. Like this is a show I'd actually watch mm-hmm. for sure. And um, can you just run us through a quick like what's a, what's a day in the life for you when uh, on working on set and everything? Uh, so we're never on set because you know that's that's in Belfast, but mm-hmm. at, at the office, mm-hmm. um, you know. So on, on a typical day when we have dailies come in, you know, I'll come into work and there'll be a drive, a external hard drive ready with all the footage on it. Mm-hmm. I'll bring it in to the Avid. And then start organizing everything for the editor. They'll start cutting, and then you know I'm, you know we're get, we're constantly getting footage in. So mm-hmm. it's like I'm, there's never a dull moment there. And so you know I'm I'm organizing binders with the scripts, and then I'm I'm you know just doing all that kind of stuff. And then like I said before, like when it's time to do sound effects, I do sound effects and all that kind of thing. But it varies because because like sometimes I get a chance a chance to cut like um, the finale. I have a scene. That mm-hmm. my uh, editor Steve Haugen uh, graciously let me cut, so I'm really, Ooh, really excited that's about it. So that. cool! So I'll have to come nice. back. For yeah, a yeah. Yeah. Have yeah, back talk. Yeah, have so, you talk on that? What? I said, well, have you talk on that? Oh yeah, of course. Of <laughs> what course. was it like seeing it on TV? <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, totally. And um, and it just and as an aside, if you guys were at the Comic Con panel for Krypton, mm-hmm. I uh, cut the uh, trailer for that. That That's the awesome. Yeah, oh, so that cool. was that was really fun. It was just for for the panel, but me and Andrew Charlton, um, the uh, post producer, we both worked on that. So we were both really proud of it. Nice. Yeah. So so stuff like that comes up. I mean, it, it, it for, from day to day, things will come up, mm-hmm. and you're just you're just in it the whole time. So I've also noticed you worked on uh, Teen Wolf and also The Gifted. Yes, that's correct. And I was just wondering, like, what, what's what separates this apart from those projects? So um, I would say Teen Wolf. Uh, such an ambitious show and we had a lot going on and uh, we, we had uh, one visual effects house that did tremendous work um, use visual effects and um, gifted I, I, I would say we had a little bit more visual effects houses working on that mm-hmm. um, a lot more going on since it's a you know it's a fox it's a network show and then sci-fi uh, this has been the biggest mm-hmm. amount mm-hmm. of visual effects mm-hmm. that I that it's a visual effects heavy show but the visual effects really tell the story so like you know we can't just have people walking around green screens and stuff like that like we have to build the world right so this is a the the first world building show like we can't have seg answering a cell phone you know hey what's up you know he's gotta have a kryptonian like what does that sound like that the kryptonian communicators like the blasters like all that stuff has to be sound designed and all that stuff has to have visual effects to it so that is unique in and of itself. The world building aspect of it is mm-hmm. like we have to really think about what these things look like and sound like. 
Wow. Yeah. And all the, uh, like, just like, so you have to think about all the little meticulous, like, yes. little details that people don't yeah. even, wouldn't even think about. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, so, like, how, how does that work? How do, you, how do you start on creating such little small details for a world that doesn't actually exist? Like, where do you draw inspiration for that? So, uh, it begins with the writer. So, mm-hmm. our, our, our writing team and, and Cam Welsh, our showrunner, like, they, you know, their scripts are, are the blueprint mm-hmm. for what the world is going to be right. like. But then, you know, obviously the director has their say in how that gets shot. And then our visual effects team, which is on set, mm-hmm. you know, they, they're, they're the ones like, okay, you might use this camera angle or we might need this shot to kind of help with that. So our, our visual effects team is, is constantly getting all the information, all the footage and assessing it and seeing what can be pulled off. And our showrunner, you know, Cam is, is involved early mm-hmm. on, like very early on. We're like, mm-hmm. we're talking before, the editor's cut like we're already looking at the stuff and looking at concept art mm-hmm. like there's like we have a concept artist and a production designer it's like they've drawn out all this stuff like this is what this is supposed to look like that's what that's supposed to look like but then like you get the footage and it might be something different it might there might be something in the footage that kind of pushes it further mm-hmm. or maybe it, it makes it look a little different so you have to kind of course correct from there so it's a little bit of Really planning it out, which is what we do um, in post, and also uh, working with the, with the show, our showrunner Cam. But then also sometimes we uh, manipulate stuff after the fact. Mm. So, wow, that's interesting. Yeah. I got to say, um, there's so much. There's just so many little details. <laughs> yeah, there are. <laughs> that are just yeah. Yeah. oh my god, I yeah. can't even. Yeah, like that's why it's such like a collaborative effort it because is. it has to be so many people think of Everybody. just like what's the sound gonna, like a sound of a blast gonna sound like yeah all these things have been discussed <laughs> wow. but i feel Very like much. that's like oh, a really cool challenge it is at the same time like overwhelming yes but it's like yeah. you get to create something completely new like totally. have you been able to give any input on like where like all of your comic book fan- <laughs> fandom you know like uh, have you been able to chime it, in on different things you know here and there but like I, I would say for the most part the writing has you know cam is a fan right huge fan of, of superman so a lot of the stuff he's written is like oh yeah that's from this and that and you know so he knows that stuff but mm-hmm. i'll get a question occasionally but it's always like something that has never been addressed in the comic books at all like right. what is you know what is a what is a kryptonian mile like what is that in Kryptonian? Like, it's not a mile, but what's it called? And I'm like, I'm sure there's a term or something that I just don't know. But like, a lot of those little small details, like the writers all look at. They and all, you have to, I feel yeah. like, with this type of show. Yeah, like you, 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 you literally can't let any little thing go. Yeah, because people will point it out. <laughs> they will. So yeah. So, um, is there like a lot of pressure that you feel that that you have to do right by? By the fans. I felt a lot of personal pressure mm-hmm. on this. I mean, I knew it was going to be great, but like, I'm a fan, so like, I want all the fans to like it. Mm-hmm. It was that was very important to me. So like, when the premiere was happening, you know, I was like, getting heart palpitations. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, how are people going to react to this? Because I was, because yeah. I was, I I was so I every and everybody else too is huge fans. Like everyone behind the scenes is a fan of the show mm-hmm. and a fan of Superman. And if they weren't before, they are now. Yeah. So it's like everybody is so heavily invested in the show doing well so the fact that people responded to it really well um means a lot mm-hmm. and also people uh that we won over with that were non-superman fans They're like i don't even like superman but i like this and that that speaks volumes to the show's content mm-hmm. so. that's awesome yeah i'm more on the latter like um I'm not. It's not like I dislike Superman. I just was never really. You just want to wear the cape. Yeah, I mean, I love the cape. 
the only reason why he signed up for this show. He was like, I have a cake. They Let's actually, do this. Right? Yeah, they promised me tights too, but they never came through with that. So I'm Dang sorry, it. buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um no but going back uh to working on this show uh was this what was the pacing like working on this show was it like super fast things were coming at you at 100 miles per hour then you had to just get it done or it, it yeah i mean it it would come quickly and it, it it was sort of a lot of it was a lot of like when the footage initially starts coming in it's like okay we, we got to get this put all together so we can see mm-hmm. like the scope of it mm-hmm. and know wh- where we can start working with the visual effects but you know, it's been really relaxed lately because we're, you know, everything's still happening. We're still finishing the shows, but I mean, everything's locked uh, picture-wise, and now it's we're working on visual effects and the music. So it's sort of like a lot of stop and go, stop and go mm-hmm. kind of thing. But everything's been planned out so well that we have that kind of room to, you know, make the world more detailed, like you guys have been pointing out. It's mm-hmm. like with the visual effects and the sound and all that kind of stuff. So. Uh, but yeah, in the beginning, like yeah, there was a huge rush to like get the pilot kind of finished, mm. and then assess from there, like do all the focus group screenings, all that kind of stuff, and then you know the second episode, you know that would be another rush to get that out. But as soon as like episode three was, you know, this current episode right. was was finished, like I think there was there was a nice, you know, sigh relief, nor- yeah, <laughs> like normal schedule oh, after okay. that for everybody. But yeah, I mean. Everybody works really hard on these episodes, for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, wow, it's awesome. good stuff. You have anything else? No, not right now. But I'm sure I will come up with something <laughs> okay. as we go along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think I want to ask one last question before we get into the episode. Um, so, um, you're a huge fan of this show. Yes. And a lot of people who work on this show are also huge fans. Yes. And I would just like give you the the moment to personally just address like, um, what. What do you want? What do you? What have you loved most about working on this show? And also, what do you want fans to take away from this show? So, what I love the most about working on this show is it's different from anything that has been done with Superman. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not the same thing you've seen a million times. It's unique. And if I was going to work on any Superman project, it would be this one for the pure fact that it, we can add something new to the mythos. And if I can add even a small detail about my favorite character's mythos. That's going to be the one of the best things yeah. that I could ask for as a comic book fan. That's huge. Yeah. Um, what I want people to take away is that um, I want people to know that it this show, I that it has that it has legs. I think you're gonna you're gonna see a lot of great stuff come out of it. And the cast, I think, is wonderful. I think the writing is really great. I think our post team is really great. And I, I just want everybody to know that. We're putting a lot of hard work into this, and I'm gl- and we're really happy that everyone's enjoying it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm interested to see how far along it goes. You yes. know, because like you said, you are creating a whole new world that hasn't been shared yeah. within this realm. So, like how it's going to develop and how it's going to continue on after one season because you have 10 episodes like yeah, yeah. how is it going to evolve and change and you're, still fall within the realm of like what people see. love so i'm excited to see yeah. it. it'll be cool yeah it's gonna be awesome yeah is there is there like already plans for an, an, in uh the next season or like how do you know how far along they have like in a sense uh, i have a I have a, I have a I have a sense of it Ooh. i feel like you yeah. almost with this type of world you have to have like a almost a map yeah, yeah. yeah, it doesn't have to be like completely structured, like but like some type of like a yeah. timeline, right? I, I think what current studios want you to do now or networks, they want you to plan for multiple seasons yeah. before you write 
keeping the pilot because yeah. they want to see like what your plan is. But yeah, I have a sense of what is to come. Ooh. Do you have to have a sense of that as you go into the editing room? Uh, it's good to have it, a yeah. frame of mind. Yeah, but I, I would say that we're not we don't get too far ahead of ourselves of course but mm. but yeah no it is good to know like especially with the other episodes like where do we end up i mm. think all the editors are constantly talking with each other like oh like oh like you know where where do you guys end up so like when we set you up like we'll you know yeah. properly introduce that moment right well it's almost yeah. like the what we were talking about earlier with like rom of like that shot that we saw in last episode yeah. to set you up for like this entire episode. Sure, so, like, sure. the different, like, how communicative you guys have to be in order to, yeah. like, this yeah. shot is going to be really important. Yeah. Maybe not until episode six, but it has yeah. to be there yeah, 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 kind yeah, of thing. Sure. So For sure. Oh. Yeah, it's some some great planning there. <laughs> yeah, it's very well planned out. Oh, sure. man. All right. Um, so, yeah, I'm so happy you shared that message. Uh, yeah, that was a great message. Really enjoyed that. And I'm also happy that you're on the show, and I'm happy that people, for the people who work on this show, because it's a great show, and we're going to keep enjoying it, and we're going to get into this great show. Yeah. But first, yeah. we should know about this other great show. Oh, well, I just have a question for you guys. Do you want to have fun, learn, and grow in all areas of life? For those of you who do, we have a podcast for you. Uh, Conversations with Maria Menounos podcast edition is hosted by AfterBuzz TV founder and drops every Friday on iTunes. Conversations with Maria Menounos features celebrity and influencer interviews along with secrets and tips on how to be better in all aspects of life from health and wellness to career, relationships, finances, and more. And uh, let our Maria be the big sister that you've always wanted. Just go to iTunes and subscribe to Conversations with Maria Menounos and it's free for free and be sure to rate and comment and when you do let maria know it was us that sent you there conversations with maria menino's podcast edition you better go check it out because it's awesome honestly i love it i mean you learn from her but on top of that you learn from the great guests that she brings no, in I, so it's, it's like... amazing and i think you do see different aspects of these people that come on because we always see like this one idea of these people mm-hmm. and then to be able to have that conversation and really delve into different aspects of their life like i know i as a fan like relatability in to really hear like all the other stories so i think it's really cool i agree yeah right on so So go subscribe oh yeah every friday and it's uh free 99 so that's the best kind of 99 there is free 99 yeah i agree (laughs) (laughs) sweet i got jokes guys for days that that was good that was good i I like that all right y'all so now let's get into it so i'm thinking we get into the rankless initiative (gasps) oh yeah oh yeah all right so, pretty much, uh, the military guild is going to raid Sector 19. It happens to be uh, Seg's neighborhood. Yeah. And I was like, is this, is, now is, this, is this maybe just a coincidence, or is this more to it? I mean, they're attacking all of them. It's not just Sector 19. They're attacking all of them. Yeah, well, all I of the rank list. Was, There's four different spaces, right? Wasn't there four on the map? Yeah, well, in, in Sector 19, there, there was a concentration of Black Zero there. operatives. Oh, so, operations going on. So they were they were sort of going They're around zeroing in. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, on the stronghold. <laughs> yes, yes. On the stronghold. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But okay. yes, and so so we go over the battle plans with uh, Jaina Primus mm-hmm. along with uh, Lyta. Lyta. <laughs> yep. Lyta. There you go. Okay. Uh, <laughs> All right. Good. Yeah, and so yeah, so we learned that uh, so we learned that it's gonna be our, our like in a sense their main priority is gonna be sector nineteen because there is that uh, accumulation of a uh, little black hot zero. spot of black zero exactly, um, and then also we get the scene of a 
Lyta and Seg, and uh, Seg's pretty mad at her as to why she risked her life. Yeah, I mean, I would be too. Right. But is he is he in is he in the right though? I mean, like yo, she risked her life to for the betterment of the rankless, and then you're just gonna be like, hey man, what's going on? Well, at first, I guess I guess because he didn't know, maybe that's why he was mad. So I'm guessing I'll chalk it up to that. I think it's just a lack of communication. Yeah. We'll chalk it up to that, okay? Because he does, he's just like, oh, oh, he backs off once once he realizes that, oh yeah, you're right, you know, you did a great thing. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Which I thought was I'm trying pretty... to protect you. Just let me protect you, okay? Yeah, I was just I wrote like don't be sore, Seg. Come on. What are you doing? Right? <laughs> yeah, I mean Lyda's a strong character. She really mm. is. I mean, I think she proved that even in the last episode and going into this episode, it was interesting to see where we talked about it in the last after show of how she's going to take over this command yes. and fall into that role because she is such she seems like a really good-hearted, spirited person, but when you've got this type of, like, obligation and leadership, how yeah. do you keep your morals in check when you have to, you know, take command and actually do what you're being told? It, and you have to keep in mind she's a Zod, too, because yeah, Zods exactly. value honor over everything and mm-hmm. strict discipline, and emotions do not factor into that at all. Mm-hmm. And she's being, you know, she she's sort of a hybrid. She, like, wants to support the community of the rankless because of sex so she's relying on her emotions mm-hmm. there you know her her human nature but she's also fighting that the zod part of her right. and also appeasing her mother which i think is a huge huge thing yeah, yeah. and not even just appeasing her i think like proving that she's worthy yes. of this position that's too a, that's a better point yeah yeah of like yeah i want to make you happy but at the end of the day like i just want you to believe that i'm capable of doing this and in mm-hmm. my own way too Mm-hmm. So yeah. that was interesting to see her like completely disregard all commands. I was about to, yeah, I wanted to bring that up next actually because um yeah, yeah we see that she di- uh, disobeys a direct order from her mother. Yeah. Um and uh what do you guys think about that? There's got to be some uh, dire consequences. I'm, I'm scared yeah. for her, man. Right? I am too. Like ugh. like Jaina is not somebody you mess with no. at all i mean she stabbed her in the first episode. Stabbed like, the she first... stabbed the, mo- the daughter so what is she gonna do now, now I, I, after a simple sparring match yeah she's like oh. well she also <laughs> didn't she like kind of go behind her and like reach out to um why am i blanking on his name asking about when he was in the communication center she didn't like to say right the communications right. hub yeah 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 so there you know there there is yeah there's definitely you know, when she, it was funny because she says that line, Elida says that line of, you know, we, we d- were devoid of emotion mm-hmm. to make sure this miss, this mission will be success. But then she let her guard down with Seg, giving, yep. giving the bomb away, essentially that electronic bomb. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, like totally bypassed her mom, like just sort of d- went rogue and did her own thing right. because she's trusting Seg because earlier, mm-hmm. you know, like Seg's like, you know, don't, don't you trust me? And she kind of right. curbs him a little bit like. Like I got to do my job. Like you, you gotta, you gotta trust in me that I, I'm gonna do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's, a, there's, a, there's definitely tension in their relationship in this yeah. episode yeah. for sure. Yeah, and it, it brings up like this, like two sides to the same coin of of Lyta, where on one hand she wants to be the best commander she can be, but in order to do that, she does have to, in a sense, give way to all emotion and also in order to appease her mother and not. But on the other side. She still has that, like, uh, more, I, well, in my opinion, more more humanity than the rest of them do in the uh, military uh, guild. Absolutely. 
and mm-hmm. that's usually anchored down by Seg and what she does for Seg and what she does for Seg and the Rankless. Yeah. So it's like you have this weird dichotomy between her where if she, it's weird because like this puts me at a loss because if she wants to be the best commander, I, th- I it sounds like she's probably gonna have to get rid of the emotions she has for Seg or like what's what's how Seg bogs her down, and it's possible we might see that later on. I don't know. I think yes and no. I think also with becoming a great leader, sometimes you do have to keep humanity into into play. Mm-hmm. Yes, there are obviously like moves and counter moves and having to be strategic and, and devoid of emotion sometimes. But other times, like, I feel like her way around dealing with the rankless got her more respect and got her further working with the rankless rather than them coming in and just shooting up everybody, which is what they typically do. So her way of gaining trust from those other people because she has that humanity, I think will ultimately put her at a higher position within her in command. I think she'll be more respected by more people mm-hmm. rather than just being like, that's it. Like no emotion. Maybe that's just me. I think honestly, it would be interesting to see her mother and her having to come to the forefront because I think that Lyda would be a better and stronger commander than her mother. Yeah. Ah, Primus. Primus. Lyda as Primus. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That would just be my like. Yeah, that's interesting. Maybe that's me. And then what would have to happen in order for Lyda to become? I mean, Primus? she would have to kill her mother. Maybe, right? Maybe. Right? Wouldn't you have to? Would you be mother, the same type of protocol? Unless her mother get, uh, calls for know. mercy. Oh. And she doesn't kill her. No. Oh. oh. Okay, okay, we're getting we're way too, too off topic. Way, right, right, right. Way, <laughs> way, way too off topic. I'm sorry. I went down the wormhole. Something, <laughs> uh, something I do want to go back and mention during the, the battle plans. They mentioned mm-hmm. uh, the, the uh, Black Zero terrorist, Jax Ur. Mm-hmm. So real quick, uh, in the usual canon, he is a Black Zero terrorist. But he's also a person who was imprisoned in the Phantom Zone for destroying Wegthor. Which was a populated moon of Krypton. Uh, Wethcore, sorry. What was that? Wethcore. Wethcore? Yeah. Thank you so much. It's like Kryptonian moon. Okay. No, yeah, it was a, it was a populated moon of Krypton. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I learned something new. Yeah, so. <laughs> Thank you. Maybe. <laughs> See, all the gems. You've got all the tidbits. I have a feeling, I'm not sure if, like, this canon will actually carry out, bec- or, like, what he does in the said canon will carry out, because there hasn't really been t- too many mentions of, like, moons around Krypton, you know? Um, but who knows? Maybe they, there's still a lot of episodes to go. They could introduce a whole new moon with like people in there and Jack's or they're just, not alone. Remember? I know they're not alone, but like that's like Brainiac sense. They're not alone. But what about like Candor and Krypton among with like its orbiting moons? Like they haven't been. They haven't touched on it yet. But we'll see. Um, but yeah, let's just keep that in mind for sure. Uh, Jack's or um, that's his name. Um, oh, yeah, so I just wanted to go over that a bit. And then also, oh, yeah, I want to see also, before we go into that, um, Dev, Dev M, um, he also, sh- like, shares his little thoughts on uh, the raid on the Rankless. Mm. And it's pretty much reinforcing what we talked about um, last his loyalty? Week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can you, can, you, can you touch on that again? Because you told me before the show. Oh, of just seeing his loyalty? I mean, I think he definitely is, like, you can tell... I mean, I love when I can see actors and in their eyes how much they give to the story without even saying anything. And I think you see his true loyalty when he picks his picks up Quex's like uniform and like even walks away and just says, This is your space now. The way he said it with mm-hmm. the emotion that was heavy, like you can tell that he's a loyal human being and that he as much as he is a military person and he has like his family backstory that we don't really know about, like driving his intensity within the military realm, I think he does really want to protect and give as much guidance to Lyda as he possibly can. 
Mm-hmm. Like I feel like his his heed and warning in that like small scene was just like, listen, it's a command is a command is a command. Like you have to do what they give you orders. But at the same time, I still feel like he has that underlying humanity that is just waiting to be opened up like Lida does too. Mm-hmm. And but, I think, uh, sorry to interrupt yeah, no, you. Uh, but it. yeah, I, I definitely think Lida brings out that humanistic side of him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, yeah, he, he usually, he's he, pretty much what he, I think what I got from him was like, he's trying to just, um, like drill into her like his way of thinking yeah. about how the military works, but she's just like no. Like, <laughs> but then also at the same time he's like, "This is what you asked for," and didn't he be? Didn't he say something like, "I shouldn't tell that to a commander." Yeah. Oh yeah. What I was the have line that she it. said? She said something, and then he was like, "I shouldn't have to tell you." Well, yeah, yeah she was. She was sort of questioning the order. Right. Like, there we, you should, go. we should do mm-hmm. that, and he's like, "We don't question." And then yeah. she and goes. I she comes have to tell you that. And she comes out yeah. with a great line, I believe, after that, where she says, "Well, I killed men in order to open my mouth, or some something along those lines, where I killed men in order to question them." Yeah. And I was just like, "Dang, that's that's also very powerful too. Like, what's the point of being in uh, like a a higher some, position yeah, rather than you, having a if you have something. no influence? Yeah. Like, like she she took a man's life in order to get to to gain this influence over uh uh the fourth the fourth squad." So it's just, uh, it was just really... I think it's a complex relationship for sure. I'm interested to see like how loyal he stays or if he's going to kind of override her at the same time. Yeah. I feel like it could go either way. That's true. With him. Whether yeah. he's going to be loyal or whether he'll like think that he knows better and try and like I feel bypass like, her. Yeah, I feel like for them, there's going to be a certain critical point where he's, it's going to be blatantly clear what side he chooses. Mm-hmm. Um Probably uh, later on in the future, though, because uh, not in this episode. He's kind of just seen for that little scene, and then um, we don't really see too much for that. No, but he was a powerful scene. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and, yeah, so before they move out, uh, Lida makes a point that uh, no unauthorized weapons of firing or kills will be met uh, or kills, and they will be met with severe disciplinary consequences. That braided actually. girl, what was her name? Kolda. Kolda, yeah. I didn't trust her from that scene. Yeah. I didn't trust her, her face. I was like, ugh. Yeah, so. She's up to trouble. Just speaking to uh, the editor of this episode, Scott, you know, he, he did a wonderful job cutting this episode. Yeah. And I'm sure he found that moment where she's a little shifty eyed there. Yes. And that made you not trust her right away. Mm-hmm. No, so not that, at all. So that, that, was, that was definitely a great moment. I yeah. agree. Like, you just knew, like, I don't like her. Yeah. yeah. She was almost stepping, like, a little, like, a centimeter further in front of everybody than in line. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like her having this, like, power, like, Mm-mm. I don't believe you. I don't trust you. I'm not going to listen to your orders. She steps out of line, yeah, and metaphorically, yeah. you know, in the scene, yeah. and then later on, as we find out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like what I noticed. Like, I really liked the setup to the climax of uh, Cold uh, killing that rankless mm-hmm. because from the moment you you hear Lida say those words, where like it will be met with like dire consequences. You're kind of already expecting it. Yeah. And you're already expecting, like, all right, they set it up in your head. Boom. Something's going to happen. What? And then, like, for me, I was like, all right, so what are they going to be those consequences? Because you know something's going to happen. Someone's going to get these consequences she's talking about. And then cut to shifty eyes. And then, like, it's perfect. Setting it cut up. Cut to boom. shifty eyes. <laughs> shifty, yeah, shifty eyes. Yep. Cold doll over here. Yeah. So, and then next thing you know, boom, there's our person. There's a, like, so in our minds, like, okay, her. She's the one who's going to mess something up. Mm-hmm. So, it, it's, it's, like, it's cool because there's, like, slowly tension building. 
And then you see... Good job. Yeah. Which I was, <laughs> well, good job you to guys, Scott. Yes, yeah. there you good go. Job good Scott. job, Scott. Yes, yes. <laughs> so it's like slow oh, tension yeah. building until you finally see Cole Da. Like, it gets a little out of hand. She she shoots an unarmed uh, uh, rankless man. And um, so... And then that's when you see Lida come up. And then she, she gives... She serves up justice pretty much to Cole Da. And I think she had to overarch and do something that big and drastic because number one all of the rankless are watching you yeah how are you going to do this i've already tried to get your respect and now like my people are going behind my back without my orders Mm -hmm. like i have to prove myself to everyone so i'm going to give out the biggest punishment possible in front of all this audience because if not like you're not going to get the respect back from anybody whether it be your troops or the people that you're trying to round up Mm. you know like you have to get that and you have to make that big of emotion but yeah. Sometimes the right thing to do is not the easiest thing to exactly. do. Exactly. Yeah. Some people are going to hate you for it. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, yeah. So, um, with this decision, Lida, by arresting Cold um it makes in a sense, I, I, I can see, like, new enemies coming out from within the military oh, yeah. guild, but also I see new, uh, um, for Alliances. lack of a better word. What was that? Alliances. alliances. I was about to say homies. That works too. Homies, alliances. You homies, homies. Homie. My bad. That's my slang coming out of me. No, new, definitely like new alliances among the rankless, yeah. and like there, maybe there's possible also from the from the military guilds who people who, who share the same sentiment who are mm-hmm. going to come out of the woodworks. But like finally, like a commander who has some humanity in her, who like I actually like her decisions, kind of thing. Yeah. So and then that might entail go into uh, some sort of game that just that Lida will start playing will like amassing uh you know alliances what if she's a double military. agent for who for what oh <laughs> what? <laughs> well she has these orders that she's completely like going against right so like mm. what if she starts like not befriending but like getting the the relationship with all the um the rankless and they help her find black zero without having the power of like i don't know Maybe that's just overshooting. That you is know what I mean? that is interesting. You did touch on something that be, because she showed um, mercy, yeah, to the rankless. It's possible that they're more likely to help out. Mm-hmm. It's kind of going back to how like um, the voice of Rao gave uh, Seg the choice to not wear vet exactly. the vex sigil. It's like that kind of same principle where like that's how you control them by helping them out in a sense. Yep, that's interesting. That's mm-hmm. actually really cool. It's a good point. They say keep your enemies closer. Yeah, I think that's a key. That's starting to become like a key phrase here in yep. the show. Yep. Um, keep, yeah. All right, and uh, yeah. So, uh, so that rounds out that. So she gives that that huge, uh, huge punishment for. Uh, but correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't that huge punishment piss off? Um, Darren. Darren, thank you. Yeah. So that's actually towards the end of like that whole arc, in a sense, where. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you see Cole Dahl like in handcuffs and they walk past Darren and Nissa. Yeah. And then Darren practically just like poops himself. He's like, oh boy. So was that his plug that he put in the military that's like his person? Well, I think he's in that scene he's panicking because the voice of Rao is yeah. who he has to answer of course, to. Yeah. Like, oh, this this whole initiative was a failure. Right. And now I got to answer to my golden face boss. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, I don't know. That's another so character that, I don't want to mess with. That's actually no, le- that, not at all. So we just yeah. So they just uh, pretty much like tease us that he's in trouble somehow. Yeah, and then yeah. they don't they don't really go back to it at, for the episode. That, 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 so that's for the next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so he's definitely in hot water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and also so is so is Lita. 
Uh, lighter. Lighter. Jesus. So, <laughs> so is lighter in hot water. Like a lighter. There you go. There you go. Like a lighter. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so there's two people in hot water. So it's Darren and Lida in hot water. Yeah. Lida's in hot water with his mom. Darren's in hot water with his voice of Rao. We'll have to see what, uh, save that for predictions for the next episode. Yep. But yeah, that's pretty much how it rounds out. And also at the end, it's, 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 uh, worth noting that, uh, yeah, she disobeyed that order. So, mm-hmm. ooh. Um, she helps out Seg and gives him the EMP uh, grenade, and that what that is what helps uh, Seg um, take out Rom. So that pretty much covers that little uh, story arc for the uh, the Rankless Initiative. But uh, Seg and Adam and Kem were up to doing their thing, looking for this uh, parasitic sentry. Uh, so pretty much that they found at in the Outlands that little probe mm-hmm. thing. So, but before we get into that, real quick, everybody. Here at AfterBuzz TV, again, we want to be the ESPN of TV talk. But in order to do that, you fans have to do your part in helping us out. So how do you do that? How do you do your part, you ask? I'm glad you asked, actually. uh, (laughs) How do I do that? Yes, I'm glad you asked. Thank you. I would like to know more. I'm imagining they're asking (laughs) me. me So pretty much uh, wherever you find your podcast, specifically, uh, especially if you're on iTunes, please leave a review uh, and also rate five stars. And uh, subscribe to our podcast, and then you'll be updated when our uh, new episodes drop. And then you can be, you know, updated on, like, the talk for Krypton. Why wouldn't you want that? I felt like a flight attendant over here. I was, like, yeah. doing all the different motions. <laughs> like, there you go. five stars. There you go. <laughs> and also, if you're on YouTube, give us those thumbs up. Give us that like, because yeah. I'm sure you like it. Why wouldn't you? Drop. And if you don't like it, tell us. And if you do like it, go ahead and tell us as well. Because um, I'm reading those comments. Uh, later on, we're going to try and shout everyone out who comments on, on, our, on, our, uh, on our episodes of last week. Um, there's, a, there's quite a few of you. So thank you so much for turning up and uh, also the great positive feedback that you have given us. We actually didn't get any negative feedback this time around. Hey-o. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> Super That's a fun. long reach. <gasps> I know. It's very, it's very, it's very almost hard. throughout my arm. <laughs> Hold it off. Faster than a speeding bullet. All right. <laughs> All right, everyone. So, yeah, please do your part. And uh, we'll keep bringing, bringing on the good stuff for you. Next week, uh, Steph will be back. So, unfortunately, I'll be, uh, I'll be over there. Not unfortunately, actually. Hey. Fortunately, I'll be, I'll be hanging with Candace. I don't smell. maybe i do apparently with that pause so uh anyways let's get back to the show (laughs) you don't smell i'm keeping these i need them to to work no protect my super eyes all right (laughs) so let's get into it the home for the brainiac sentry and um what i like to call romniac all right, <laughs> so, a good little name. A good little name, right? All right, so pretty much where we left off, they find this uh, little probe that actually ends up being a case, right, for the parasitic sentry uh, that's within it, and it's definitely coming from Brainiac, so that's established. And so they cut to a flashback, right? We see Rom pick up the um, the probe while because she, she got a new job three for, days earlier, right? They didn't even mention that. There you go. So she's part of the salvage. <laughs> she's part. She's a lucky. She's part of the lucky new salvage crew member. Who gets to go out into those awesome-looking outlands? Look very nice <laughs> and warm and, and tropical. Warm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, just want to stay there forever. She of got course. some tanning done. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> and yeah, so she finds it, and um, she goes back to the city. She she actually ends up selling it off, but that turns out to be a misdirect because um, later on Adam does steal it, and they and they they take it back. To, 
he takes it back to the fortress. Turns out it's already been activated. Ooh. But I don't think she, like, realized. I feel for Rom. I do. Because all she really wants to do is take care of her daughter. Of course. That's so yeah. all she wants to do. And then now, like, she's doing the best job that she possibly can. And this thing is now taking over her body. Like, mm. she, the woman can't catch a break. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Yeah, it's just bad luck. Do you think she was infected when, when like... I think at that shot, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, that shot where they, like, zoom in and the thing opens and her eyes get really big, I almost feel like that was the moment that it kind of, like... The moment of contact. Where yeah. contact, where it latched and she just didn't know. That was yeah. my interpretation of it, yeah. Cool. Yeah, because there's, yeah. there's no, yeah, there's no, like, <laughs> there's no showing of how it infected her. Mm-hmm. It but could it have been, also like, looked like of... it was very small. It could have been something that just, like... And grew because a parasite grows once it feeds on mm-hmm. its host. So maybe it was something very like little bitty because the the container that he got was like what that big? Yeah, it was like ish. a little like cube. So it could thing. have been a really tiny thing that you wouldn't even notice. She I, had to have not noticed. I was thinking it could have been like some sort of like neurotoxin that like sprayed into her, and then like it could have been like super. Uh, what are those called? Like nanobites that just like slowly grow through. <gasps> I don't know. I don't know what. Uh, um. Do we know what it was? Well, I guess Not like yet. the like the so way we'll it infected, yep. we don't know yet, but we can speculate. Go ahead and speculate down below as well, everybody. Tell us what you think and how like he Brainiac works, pretty much. Um, I did mention in the in the character corner last week that he is able to control um, technology, He's technology, but also control humans or mm-hmm. control people. And then this is showing how he was able to take over Rom. Like, yeah. Um, so cross that one off the checklist out of the many, many, many powers he has. Because once she also turned, let's get into how when she turned, she like it straight up days. smoked. Yeah, it did take three days, actually. Um, also, uh, on a quick side bit, was she infected when um, she paid her respects to Seg already? No. No? I don't think so. Because it could, like, who, who knows how long it could have taken her to, like... Timeline-wise, he had already buried his parents, so she came and gave respects, like, before he had the urn, correct? It was after he had the urn. Or right after he had yeah. the urn. Yeah, well, I think it's still hot. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyways, who knows? Uh, comment, comment down below on that, too. Because like, I, I, I don't think there's, like, a, yeah, I don't think there's, like, a significance to that. But it's possible it could have taken three days for her to, like, finally be, like, fully... Or maybe a, it was a stressful situation that finally, like, brought her overboard with brain being taken over by Brainiac. But who knows what the uh, the catalyst was really to fully... It could have been time. It could have just been, like, something stressful. Who knows? Um, uh, I would love to hear speculation, though. And uh, so, yeah. So, she, like, straight up slays, like, three of these uh, uh, military guild dudes. She looked like it was very easy for her. Yeah. So, I'm oh, guessing yeah. she got, like, super... <laughs> I'm guessing uh, whatever was uh, Brainiac um infected her with with uh, gave her like superpowers then right it had to be because mm-hmm. that's um that's something that brainiac himself has so it's possible she until just like grew like all buffed up just well, i mean again it's like a parasite so if you're making a derivative from yourself and making it into a parasite like mm-hmm. you would essentially take over some of the the powers from the original host mm-hmm. right that would make sense I, I will say just as a comic book reference for anyone right who's interested in that kind Lay of thing, it on us. the a major influence on uh, that sort of sentry type thing was int- introduced in Brainiac number one mm-hmm. from New 52. Uh, for anyone who knows this, like when the Forever Evil uh, crossover event happened, they had one shot events for all the villains. And Brainiac number one was a comic book all about Brainiac's, Brainiac's backstory. Mm-hmm. And one of the things introduced into that was that Brainiac could empower uh 
other beings mm. with his abilities. That's, so yeah. that's something that I know the writers took note of and put into the show. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm glad you guys took note of that. that. Like, oh, it's a new power, like a new thing. I mean, there mm. are like a lot of similarities when we see the last shot. Like, obviously, he's all green in the eyes. She had the eyes and like the yeah. green pulsating through her yeah, yeah. arms yeah. and stuff. So like Tying there were a lot of like tie-ins together yeah. between the two. By the way, that was great special effects too. And like oh, makeup. Oh, God, that was... Oh. Oh, it made my eyes water. That green skin, like it looked, it looked, it was like skin, but also looked a little hardened and too. Glowing. I was like, ooh, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Our visual effects teams are, are great. And those yeah, eyes, really good. I kept thinking there was like like ones and zeros just like crossing through or like going through her eyes. Well, like, they were like the the, the symbols, like numbers, right? right? Yeah, symbols, yeah, symbols okay. of their language. I, I was yeah. tr- I was trying to because I if I had a chance to like zoom in on it, see what it said, but like I I I th- yeah I, I think it's. Kryptonian. Yeah, but I, I can't be for sure, but it looks like yeah, it's just digital readout. I'm assuming it would be too, because isn't she supposed to be there to take in all of the information from yeah, Krypton? yeah, Krypton? So it's like if she went into yeah. the communication center, she probably like ingested all of Kryptonian like yeah information. That would and make it was sense. Reading over her eyes. Yeah, so that's and that leads pretty us cool. to like the final showdown, pretty much. Yeah, so at the it's communication, the communication station, <laughs> communication station. All right. <laughs> I like how that sounds. We call it the communications hub. So communications hub. Yeah, it's okay too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so yeah, back at the communications hub. Um, so we see a fully developed uh, what I now call yeah the Romniak. Um, and she's yeah, so she's plugged into the system and she's like becoming one with the station, which inevitably she's probably just downloading everything about yeah. Krypton, and and then she destroys it. Does she ingest it that quickly? Because she basically just, like, tore it out. Yeah, but... She was, like, hooked into everything, and all of a sudden she just, like, tears out the map. Um, or whatever. The maybe holodrop. she gained more access to it, or... I wouldn't know why she She's would... She's just plugging in. She's just plugging in. I, yeah. I, I, that's what I was guessing. Like, it would, yeah. like, tear it out so she can plug in more. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh. And then, so... So that's when you see the showdown between her and Seg. And Seg looked like he's going to be out for the count. Because you see her, like, you see the technopathy, technopathic powers she uses to, like, choke him out with, like, a... The cord. Yeah. Ooh. Scary. Yeah, it was very uh, death by, death by hanging by... Ugh, it was just really but bad. But kudos to him for keeping his calm during that moment and, like, right? really using the sure. emotional aspect to get her to, like, remember her daughter, even if it was for a split second. Mm-hmm. That was enough split second that all he needed to, like, get what he needed to, like, blow everything Real quick, out. I don't know if it was just me, but I, I got, like, when I heard that, when I saw that scene, I got echoes of uh, Batman versus Superman, where it's like, Martha, you need to save Martha. It was like Seg telling Rom, like, think about your child. You know, you love her. Think about how much you love her. Don't do this. Fight the thing that's inside of you. So she, he, uh, he pleads to her humanity, whatever humanity is left within her, and that kind of messes with uh, Brainiac's uh, programming within her, which was interesting. What do you guys think about that? Do you think like love has something to do with stopping Brainiac? Ooh, I didn't think about that, but that could be like his downfall. Love, human emotion. Yeah, I don't know. You want you'd, you'd have to have a lot think? of it in well, order to in the comics uh brainiac's downfall has often been his hubris like he just mm. overlooks because he because he's a computer so he of looks course. through every single type of scenario possible that he could be defeated but every time he's been beaten by superman or whoever it's always something he overlooks mm-hmm. and mm. so i think hubris obviously an emotion that, I was about to that, say. that plays into you know so it could easily be something that he overlooks. He just he just overlooks one variable 
Because computer computers can't process emotion. Right. They can dictate like what it is, but they can't yeah. feel it. Yeah, they can study it, but they, mm-hmm. they will never be able to have it have, yeah. it have it themselves. Well, at least that's far as we know. You know, um, where we're at in like human civilization, AI and all that, and all that good stuff. Yeah, all that, all that Ooh. good jive. But that's here nor there. Um, that's a, co- a cool idea, though, to think of. Like, what would be his demise? What is that one like weak little Achilles heel that you have to figure out? So far right. in the sh- like, I don't know what's going to stop that ship. It's huge. Yeah, it's huge, and it looks so gross. I know, it looks like, like with a, all the yeah. little feelers and stuff oh, yeah. at the bottom, and the, <laughs> the vines. Yeah, it, are they vines or veins? Uh, tendrils. Or? There you go. The other tendrils. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really like that ship though. The way it looks, yeah, it's man. pretty. Yeah. I'm over here like, and I you're get, like, I love it. I get some kind of like, what is it? H uh, Geiger kind of like style to it. The, yeah, yeah. The the, the uh, yeah. I guess the uh, the person in charge of the arts department for the first Alien movie, or like his influence on all that. His yeah, art. yeah, yeah. It was very like. Uh, it's like bioorganic, like yeah, good and, goodness. And stuff. I don't know if you guys are familiar with when Tim Burton was going to direct a Superman movie, like back in the nineties, called yeah. Superman Lives. Mm-hmm. And I know they were trying to make the skull ship work in that when they were going to make the movie. Right. And so I'm sure there was inspiration drawn from from that. that. Yeah, from that. That's and cool. and then we did our own thing with it, obviously, of to make it cool. Uh, but yeah, like it's it's massive. It's a monolith. Yeah. I, and I don't think we've seen how big it really is, right? Yeah, because you don't have any like relation to like yeah. see the scale. Yeah, we like against because we yeah. know it's bigger than like these these asteroids that keep hitting it, but we don't know like yeah, we'll have to see how the like scale it relates really. the scale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, we can't. Well, I guess we'll have to see it once it like arrives next to Krypton. It's just like boop, Krypton, <laughs> <laughs> and like oh, brainiac. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. Um, but yeah, so um, so that showdown goes down. Um, Seg is able to save her and takes Ish. her out. Ish, yeah. Ish. We're not sure if she's. Yeah, I was about to say we're not sure if she's like capable of being saving. They br- they bring her back to the fortress. She's laying down. Um, they, there's no indication of whether she's being able to be saved, but they're, they're going to try. So I'm I mean, sure all the information's the already episode. been transmitted, according to. Yeah, that's a big thing of the episode where everyone's just like looks at each other, like. <gasps> so it turns out that it's already too late. Romniak herself was the transmitter. Uh-huh. Yep. So boom. So yeah. So pretty much what I get. So where do we go from here? I think Brainiac is making a beeline straight to Krypton. Well, yeah. Yeah. Right. He's 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 on his way. Like he's, he's like, close. He's out oh, confirmed. Let's go. Is Full that steam how ahead. Talks? Yeah. Full steam Put ahead. Put in the GPS. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. On his tom tom. He calls Let's it. Do but don't use ways. Knack knack. No, because ways will take you down the back road. You can't turn left. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's using something else. <laughs> he created himself. He's like, no, I'm not using ways. That's my. I use my that's own a child GPS. I don't talk about. <laughs> 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 all right so yeah so that's pretty much uh, wraps up the, the the episode portion did we miss anything or anything else you guys want to touch on or comment on for this episode no Moving i think forward. we pretty much covered most of it yeah um let's all right so let's see real quick we have about seven minutes left i unfortunately i'm, I'm gonna yeah i'm gonna cut the character corner real quick um and just check on social media and he can share his character corner there i mean i will now so <laughs> I just made him do that. No, yeah, yeah. Check out my social media. I'll put it on there for you. I'm just no, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll share it on. Uh, I was actually going to cover uh, Jacks or um, there's not too much on him, but yeah. So he's just like the uh, the Black Zero uh, terrorist. I'm sure we'll learn more about him as the show progresses. Yeah. I do, however, want to give out some fan shout outs. 
So some YouTube commentators that, that we saw in last um, for the last episode. Um, oh, you don't have it open. I like that no. whole back and forth thing. You want to put got. it here and I can read part I mean, of it? Mine died. It might, it might be a little Brainiac hard. Brainiac got to it. It killed it. All right. So I'll go first. <laughs> so Tribe Master. Brian McGee. Andrew Martin. Cliff Washington. Uh, the Tar- Targaryen Batman. Yes. Gibbs 615. Thank you so much for commentating. Thank you very much. And supporting. <laughs> really appreciate all that you've done for us. Um, I'm actually going to have to skip uh, news and gossips as well because I feel like our predictions, predictions. are huge today. Like this yes. time around. Like And now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's new. That was great timing. Good job. Oh, thank you, Marissa in the booth. Shout out to Marissa <laughs> Serafina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nailing it. All right, so predictions. Um, just I have some already like queued up, but I want to hear like what you got going on. Oh gosh, okay. Well, I think I've talked a little bit about it. Um, obviously, Lyda is one of my favorite characters, so I'm interested to see like where she goes with this complete like deliberate <laughs> avoidance of orders of how that's going to strengthen her leadership and how much it's going to play into like her alliances with the rankless and mm. how much alliances she's going to have with seg because i think that the two of them have such a special relationship how much she's going to get brought into because she did see rom when she was like already like knocked out so she knows that there's something bigger in play outside of black zero and i right. wonder how much she's going to divert and like a go away from black zero mm-hmm. and kind of do like a covert like operation so i'm i'm seeing like a divided alliance where she's almost like a a double agent of like playing her role and appeasing her mother, but also like doing what she knows is right and keeping her humanity and like becoming the strongest leader that she possibly can. Mm-hmm. I'm also interested to see if like Rom is going to pull through, if they can like, I mean, the information's already been transmitted accordingly. Yeah. So I wonder if they can take the parasite off of her and she can share like what she may know. Right. Or if she just dies as a host now because the parasites used her for what it is. So mm-hmm. those are like. My two biggest like questions and predictions. Real quick, but piggybacking yes. off of that, yes, I, I love all your predictions. It's really hard to follow you up, <laughs> um, but yeah. So going off of uh, for for Rom and yeah. um, what's left of Romniak, um, pretty much what I was thinking like, wouldn't it be cool if like you are able to, you know, in a sense, boot her back up, but she's not the Rom that you we used, used to, to know. know. But and she also can't be set like give given back to society to like live her normal life. So what if she like just hangs out the fortress and helps out Seg? And slowly we start seeing like Seg's um, kind of like go to team for uh, helping stop Brainiac. So she becomes a part of a member of this like Seg g- g- team Seg. Yeah, I thought I think that would be kind of cool because then she's also maybe some remnants of Brainiac's powers have stayed mm-hmm. with her and she becomes like a, a big proponent on. Uh, you know, leading the fight for Brainiac. I'm also interested to see where Strange goes because didn't he ask about his little like time travel thing? The Zeta Beam. Yeah. Yeah. It's not working. It's not working. So I wonder yeah. how that's going to play into everything. So he's, yeah, for now he's, yeah, that's all right. He's stuck on Krypton right now. Mm-hmm. So um, is that going to affect his powers the longer that he stays? Because he's not supposed to be in that realm to begin with. Who knows? Maybe he might turn to a Superman himself. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That would be a twist. <laughs> Forget the all beast. the rules. We're just changing it right now. Also, another factor uh, uh, affecting Rom, what's going to happen to Ona and her daughter? Is Kem going to be a, a father now? I think a step? So. Oh, he, they are related. I believe Ona, yeah, Rom's their, his sister because Ona calls him uncle, I believe, or says go with uncle. Um, or it could just Uncle be a Cam. friend. Like, I've had friends where I'm like Aunt Candace and I'm not really 
Yeah. It could be a friend. Yeah. I did read somewhere that they were related. Are but... they related? Do we know? Or is uh, that like a crucial we ex- thing we're going to we find ex- out? We explain something in the next episode. Yes. So we'll find For out no next spoilers, episode. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. And um, yeah, there's also Lyda disobeyed her orders from her mother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Roasted. I'm also interested to see where Darren goes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But like, do you think, do you think that, um, Primus is going to hold back on her punishment at all because it's her daughter? Or do you think like... I think she's, she's still going to punish her, but I don't gonna, think that she's going to do it to the full wrath that she would to anybody else. I feel like she's just going to stab the other hand just to make it right. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> Even you out. Here you go. I don't know. What do you, what do you think is, is in store for Lyda? You might know, but... What's like, your predictions, huh? Let's see. Yeah. Let me tell you everything now. <laughs> Good. <laughs> You'll see. You, okay, we'll Aww, see. Aw, dang you'll, it. You'll, you'll see. I was going to try and trick you and get some predictions out of you. Right? No, no. Yeah, unfortunately, you can't really like be in... You can't give any predictions. No, I can't. Arr. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. That's my curse, you know? I, yeah. It's a blessing uh, and a curse, right? Yeah, it yes. is. As a fan, you get to know all the spoilers. Right. But yet, you can't share them with anybody. No, I can't. All right. Candace, study his eyes when I say this next one. Okay, go. All right. So, I also want to know how many episodes till we see Brainiac knocking on Candor's door? Ooh, steel. Like the man of steel, steel light. Right. He's Ooh. good. Yeah, he's, he is good. He's real good. I can't read it at all. All right. Well, I don't know. I, here, let's let's take a bet. Let's take a bet. How many episodes to Brainiac is at Krypton's doorstep? We're at episode so we're three. At three. I so just give like the episode number. Six. At episode six, I I think five would be premature because you have ten episodes. Yeah. But six gives it enough longevity that you have four episodes. My gut's like, telling me eight for some reason. You think eight? Yeah. All right. I think it's because like the whole um, the eighth episode is How where about like, I scoot things go seven. down. Seven or eight? I think seven or eight is around cool. there. Yeah. Right on. I, I agree with that. Um, also, yeah, give us comments as when do you think Brainiac is going to like fully Brainiac's going to be uh, knocking on their doorstep? Because I'm like, I'm interested, like how long till we see him, you know? Because then that's when the review. Ooh. ooh, that's when it's just gonna be like a showdown. It's gonna be like B Day, Brainiac Day. Ooh, like D Day. Never mind. Sure. <laughs> you try. You try. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love teasing you. So, <laughs> with all these predictions in hand, everybody, please speculate down below in the comment section. Also, thank you everyone for joining on the live chat. Unfortunately, we do not have the live chat open because there's only two of us. And we're focused on so many other things. Yeah, of course. But for next week, Steph, we'll be back. So I'll, I'll kick it with you guys in the live chat. It'll be Soup Anthony because I love soup so much. Just kidding. That was a terrible joke. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I liked it. Candid- I'm just giving you the eye. I'm sorry. I, yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us. We love this after show. Please be sure to comment and subscribe. And hit me up on social media. You can find me on all of my social media at Candice Art Cruz. And let me know what you like and your predictions and... Any suggestions that you have, because we can always evolve everything from that. So thank you. Yeah. And thank you so much for joining us. Where can everybody find you? Uh, So on Twitter, uh, my handle is Corey Trench, C-O-R-E-Y-T-R-E-N-C-H. Find me there. Right on. And do you have any upcoming projects or anything that you'd like us to keep an eye out for? Uh, just Krypton for now. All right. Cool. Easy enough. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. All right. Hello, everybody. I, I, oh, I, was, I guess goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name is Anthony Becerra. You can find me everywhere at Tony B. Tony underscore. Again, it's Tony, the letter B, Tony, and an underscore at the end, unfortunately. But that's okay. All right, everyone. Thank you so much. For joining us. Um, oh, also as a tease, we'll have a special, uh, another special guest for episode five. So I believe it's in two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So stay tuned for that, everybody. Until okay. next time. Bye. Up, up and away. Bye.
from executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.